you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Around the League podcast always goes for two. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. It's Friday. Friday fun day. We're naturally excited because, well, our weekend doesn't begin for another... It doesn't begin for ages. Yeah, we got a couple weeks till a real weekend hits because we'll be working the rumor mill this weekend on the Around the League uh, site. There's going to be a lot of fake reports out there that we'll try not to pass along. Mark said he had to fake his energy today because it's not real. But I don't, I don't like that. Just have low energy. Wow, you just sold him out. He said that yeah, before no, the I, show started. You know, listen, we come into the studio in variable condition at times, and I'm going to do my best to get through the production. Um, Wes, who came in today on his off day, has now gone all the way to the Mr. Clean look again. He is fully shorn, <laughs> cleanly shaved. I was feeling like it's a over. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> feeling like a, feeling it's like very a Cincinnati-type comment to make. <laughs> um, but, it's yeah, it's good to have you back. Nobody I like wants to hang out with a dirty hippie. <laughs> you have to use the back door of every bar you go into. <laughs> um one thing, one thing I came up in the newsroom. I don't know. One thing that came up in the newsroom on Thursday that we should address right now is um, who is the top defensive player on the free agent market? J- Jarris Bird. <laughs> See, there you go. So the people on the network side approached us, the ATL folk, because we're knowledgeable, and said, "How do you pronounce that?" <clears throat> Turns out it's. Wes. It's Jairus, and this has come up on the podcast before. Our listeners will remember this, even if Greg doesn't. We've corrected him in the past, and he insists on calling him Jairus. Well, see, I've heard other people say Jairus, and then, you know, Mark, you went to YouTube to find the answer. Yeah. And what did you find? Well, I found what, at this point, is a haunting and disturbing (laughs) depiction of a guy that gives two options. Gold standard behind the glass. Can we hear that? Yep. Jairus Byard. (laughs) Jairus Byers. See, the whole. So thing. there's two ways well, to say it. And it they're pitches both right. itself as a 30 minute clip to educate us on how to say his name, and then he says it in two completely different ways. Neither the way that anyone in here says it. Is that Jairus Bird that's saying that? We don't <laughs> no, even have, it's like we it has to be that. like a 52 year old Southern gentleman on like seven shots well, of whiskey, well, locked just, in the closet. Somewhere. I just like the fact that we can enter. How do you pronounce Jairus Bird into? Google, and this pops up. There are other ones. Who is this man out here putting these pronunciations? It also has how to pronounce Demetrius Bell and Zenora Searcy of the Bills. So many 
random Bills players from a few years ago. It's got it. It's clearly a man like in his house in Schenectady, New York, <laughs> with a lot of time on his hands. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for it though, because. As a person that called uh, Mike Pettin Mike Patini for his entire four-year <laughs> tenure as Jets' de- defensive coordinator, I'm very happy to have some type of knowledge. Um, big show today, <clears throat> so that's settled. Can I hear that one more time? Jairus Byard. Jairus Byard. <laughs> Slays us every time. Uh, big show today. We're going to talk about, you know, Wes wrote something that I really enjoyed. It was posted uh, this morning, Friday morning, on the Around the League page, 10 best free agent bargains. So we're going to go through By the that. way, when this went up on the website, it had Greg's face and byline. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Greg, how that – I know you put it in whip yesterday, so I'm not sure how that happened, but I, I said it straight, Wes. Thank you, Mark. In Greg's defense, I saw he put in huge capital letters by Chris Wesling when <laughs> and he I sent didn't, the email. It, right, and I didn't put it in whip, so you're, which no one has any idea what we're talking about, by the way, when you say that, Mark. I sent it to the desk, <laughs> so you're just throwing them under the bus. This is the first I'm hearing of it. I'm throwing everyone under the bus. It was Wes's piece, and that's how it should be sold on our website. When Sessler works the early shift, now that he doesn't do it all the time anymore, when he works it, sometimes you could see that salt of the earth Sessler come out near the end of the shift. He's out, and he's salty, and I like it. That's not that's not what salt of the earth means. What? Yeah. Salt yeah. of the, the earth would mean salt of the earth means you're a good guy, you're a man of the people, Dan you're Sir, a regular Mark joke. Yeah. Salty means a little you can't be both. Why do you have an issue with me being referred to as salt of the earth? That's not how he was <laughs> I referring said, to you. You jumped to a conclusion. He's both salt of the earth and salty. That's you, how I took it. People that are salt of the earth are often salty. I was using context clues. <laughs> you were incorrect. Whatever. <laughs> Don't buy into anything that Greg is saying. He tried to steal uh, Wesley's story this morning. <laughs> um, all right, and we're also going to play a new game, uh, which we'll unveil a little later. But before that, we're going to do uh, some news. The Gold Standard, Zach Goldman, our producer behind the glass. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. Why don't we do this? Because we, we have our man, Chicago correspondent, Kevin Patra. How about we have him sit on sit in on news? Yeah, why not? And Let's pretend like in. this is something we're just talking about now. But he's already on the line, so we can talk to him right now. Here he <laughs> is. Kevin Patra. Coming at you. What's up, buddy? How's it going? It's going good. The entire ATL team is all together. and We're going to do some news, and then we have to talk about something uh, related to your trip to Hawaii for the Pro Bowl. Is that cool? Scandalous. Yeah. Always scandalous. All right. We'll start in New Orleans where Lance Moore will be released by the Saints, and that might not be the only change. There was a report on Thursday that the team could be open to trading Pierre Thomas and uh, may even put uh, Darren Sproles on the trade market. Is this surprising to you guys? Uh, The Lance Moore part is not surprising. I think Pierre Thomas, they've been talking about trying to do something with his contract for a while now, so that's not surprising. The Darren Sproles thing is surprising because – he and Jimmy Grant have been their passing game lately. There have been in some of the local beat writer write-ups that Sproles was potentially a salary cap cut target because they are, they're like about a million and a half under the cap right now. They've got to make moves. But I think talking downstairs, we thought there's no way you could ever part ways with Thomas and Sproles the way that they operate as a passing team unless they're going to completely – revamp the way they move the ball. Well, when they put Lance Moore and Thomas on the trade block, that's just because they knew they were going to cut him if they don't take a pay cut. Sproles, maybe they think, 
We're likely to keep him, but maybe someone out there would actually offer to take the salary and give us something. I have a hard time believing they would cut both of them like you. I think Sproles is more likely to stay. But the real surprise is that they were together this long in the first place. The Saints have had the same offense for seven, six, seven years. There is no team, there's no offense in the NFL that has had the kind of continuity that New Orleans has had. Marcus Colston, um, Pierre Thomas, Lance Moore, Darren Sproles, so many of their linemen. You can't keep teams together for that long, especially with role players. They get overpaid, so it's time to say goodbye. Do you think this has anything to do with how good Ingram and Kyrie Robinson looked in the playoffs and maybe they go to more of a power running game? Yeah. I think that's got to be part of it. You got to keep uh, a good pass catching running well, back. Well, Peyton said all last season that they wanted to get tougher running the ball, and that's what they that kind of look they wanted to give defense. Saints fans love these guys, and they should. But it, it is a minor miracle in today's salary cap era that you could keep these role players paying them so well for so long. Patra, uh, Lance Moore is one year removed from a one thousand yard season. It's hard always to tell with these guys playing the Superdome with Drew Brees. What kind of um, market do you think he would have? Uh, with free agency now hitting, and he beca- he's about to become a free agent. Oh, I think he, he has a market, certainly as a Tier 2 or Tier 3 receiver that a team could get and plug in um, as a veteran guy right away. Uh, I think, you know, personally speaking, the Lions make a lot of sense for him. He knows the offense that Lombardi's going to put in. Uh, there's some other places in New York would make a little bit of sense to me. Uh, I think that he's a guy that still has some legs. He's not going to be a one or two receiver. He'll be a slot receiver mostly. That's what he's played in San in um, New Orleans, I think that's where, he, where he's going to make his bread the rest of the, whatever career he has left. It always comes back to the Lions with you. I mean, There's only one team oh, in the are, NFC well, in the Patrick household. There are other teams out there. It's like that and the 2010 Jets. Those are what the only year. teams. We'll never forget that season. <laughs> I do like the Lombardi connection, though. That makes some yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Moving on, Dequell Jackson, who was, of course, released by the Cleveland Browns last week. Uh, and it worked out well for Mr. Jackson. He signed a four-year, $22 million deal with $11 million in guaranteed money with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I don't know, Jim, is Jim Irsay the new George Steinbrenner now? He's just, you know, he's the guy who gives out all the money? I, you know, DeQuell said that he, the first thing money. he did, it is a lot of money, and we, you know, we'll see like if pay he cut, finishes he's that He's taking contract. less money than he was making before. He called year. up Chud. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very bizarre scenario. Gotta right? I, there's got to be at some point in Indianapolis, uh, probably in a restaurant that we've all strutted through at some point, uh, certainly Wes, that a table where you've got Trent Richardson, Chudzinski, and Dequell Jackson, whatever. It's off a slow in, table. Sitting around <laughs> talking it, shop. Wasn't no Dequell outraged when Chud yes, got fired? Yes, he was. He was definitely, I think that's contributed to him being on the way out. All these deals that are four years, $22 million, stuff like that, they're all two-year deals, I've been noticed. I mean, they're all basically the money's guaranteed for two years, and after that, you're going to get cut unless you're playing at a Pro Bowl level. So they're signing these first level of free agents for two years, $5 million a year. That, that's fine. They have struggled to stop the run. They have a bad, bad inside linebackers there. Patra, can someone both be salty and salt of the earth? Mm. Um, yes, but not me. Got it. <laughs> Which are you? You're salty. He's salty. He's I'm salty. always salty. I've never, I've never he been salty. He is not not salt of the earth, though. I never realized how salty Patra was. Maybe he, oh, showed, he shows a different side to me a little bit. Um, 
for whatever reason. Because whenever he's come up in conversations with other NFL media types, people on the desk, there was like, oh, yeah, Patra, he's a, he's a sharp one. He'll come at you. You know, I, like, I, I don't know that. But he's nestled in the Midwest. <laughs> he's got to be salt of the earth. But you were ornery even before you went into the cold of Chicago. You were ornery even here. Uh, that's, you know, that's how I was brought up. Is that, in, is that okay? In is fairness, that, is that a problem? No. We... That's a rhetorical question. You, you better are not talking a problem. to your boss, by the way. It, you might yeah. want to turn the volume down. He's questioning my, uh, my personality. In fairness, I have, I have a right to. You made the Sessler shift look like something for a bunch of uh, people that sleep in, lazy folks. I mean, your, shi- your shifts at the NFL were ridiculous. I don't remember what they were, but they would have made me angry, too. They were absurd. In the old yeah. days, yes. Yeah, waking up at 2 a.m. isn't always fun, but, yeah. you know, you, you do what you got to do. You know, you know what's also not fun, and this is relatively speaking, DeMarcus Ware, multi-million dollar football player, being asked to take a pay cut, it sounds like, <laughs> to stay with the Cowboys. A little bit of a labor transition there. I'm going with it. Uh, you know, there, there's a report that he doesn't want to take a pay cut. Greg, you starting to wonder. I know when I it was a good transition. Be confident in it. Okay, I'm gonna. It. I'm, it it's gaining. It's gaining in confidence <laughs> now. Uh, Greg, I wrote a, a piece a few weeks back where I said he could be cut, and then you shot it down. Are you starting to have some doubts that he might actually not be back. <laughs> is that what this is about? Is everyone always <laughs> grinding an axe in this room? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Outside of that room. <laughs> I don't trust Jerry Jones at all. I think this is all for show. They are not going to cut DeMarcus Ware. They can't even bring themselves to cut Miles Austin yet. They couldn't cut Cam Ham- Ken Hamlin. They couldn't cut Jay Roy Ratliff. Roy after- Williams. They couldn't cut Roy Williams. They couldn't cut Jay Ratliff after he yelled at Jerry Jones and he didn't play at all and he didn't fit the new system and he cost $6 million. They're going to end up capitulating. Maybe they'll add some money to his deal, kind of like Terrell Suggs, and save some cap space. There will be no pay cut. DeMarcus Ware will be a Cowboys, and you, <laughs> no will live in, will be, you will live in shame. I think Jay Novacek is still on the salary cap right now. <laughs> your, your theory is this is all about saving face, right? One, both sides want to save face and make it work out, but it has to be presented to the public in such a fashion? I don't think the Cowboys want to look like they – I don't think the Cowboys have any leverage here because in their hearts, I don't think they believe they would ever cut DeMarcus Ware. I think that Ware and his agent know that. If DeMarcus Ware went to the open market, he would go to number one on my free agent list. Wow, really? He's a Hall of Famer. Still but is he still well. the mm. guy he was three years ago? I thought last year before he got injured, he looked as explosive as ever on his get-off. Wow. I, he would not be number one, I don't think, on our combined list because I would not – I'd have to. You think. would put him below Dante Whitner. Oh, scientists! I would not <laughs> put him below. Then you put your Whitner. byline on that story. Publishing. Oh wow! Look. <laughs> this is not good. He, was, he wasn't healthy last year. He's an aging defensive end. I think he'd be in my top twenty. But Oof. would you rather have Demarcus Ware next year than Michael Bennett? Yes, no question. If that's the case, or Michael Johnson, no question. He Michael get a Johnson for had one three year. sacks last year. But you're not signing him just for one year. You're signing him for a couple years. Yeah, I'm Mark, taking Demarcus Ware. This. I'm Patrick, taking Demarcus Ware. I've seen a logic breakdown. <laughs> if the Lions are going to sign a defensive end, would you rather have them sign Ware, Michael Johnson, or Michael Bennett? Um, I would say Bennett mainly because oh. of how they move around the defensive linemen on the line where Sue can sometimes play outside. I knew I liked would Patrick better than you, Wes. It, would it surprise <laughs> you if DeMarcus Ware has 18 sacks this year? Yes. 
wouldn't it would, surprise me. It would really. It would surprise me if anyone had 18 sacks. Mark, your thoughts? <laughs> I would just like to move into a more serene topic. <laughs> well, I got one for you. You ready? There's a report out there that Jeff Cumberland and the Jets are in serious contract talks. Cumbie's coming home. <laughs> Ow! Eat it, Greg. Cumbie's back. For a team with legitimately no, no, zero I want this to be the first targets. ever news item that no one makes any comment on because it's useless. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. This is as newsy as Chris Johnson's update on his update on his no update. <laughs> Cumbie, it's coming back. If Brandon Pettigrew signed, that news would dwarf the Cumberland news you just tried to throw at us. It's in the same ballpark <laughs> as uh, Clay Harbor. <laughs> Hashtag Cumbie. Uh, Chad Henney and the Jacksonville Jaguars strike a contract. A two-year deal, according to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. What does this mean, fellas, about the Jaguars? Does it change their their draft or what, uh, strategy? I don't imagine it does, but that's a two-year deal. He's probably getting pretty good money. I don't know. We keep seeing Daniel Jeremiah going back and forth, projecting them to take a quarterback, but then occasionally you'll see Khalil Mack in there. They had Clowney earlier on, and I, I think that Henny is maybe seen as a stopgap quarterback because they don't love one of the guys out there and they want to take the best player mm. not just the quarterback right. that I, they want. I think this gives them options and there's no use us guessing what they're going to do in the draft but like you said it allows them to take the best player available. I, I don't think it means anything. I really don't. And well, if, they're paying if, him a lot of money. If Chet, not really. They're they paying pay him what they paid four, him last year. Four million which is more than a backup. Mm, it's what they paid him last year. It's what you play a backup to a starter. Somewhere in between. All it tells me is that they like Henny enough that they like him better than the other flotsam floating out there on the free agent market. They like Henny better than the 1B options. If Chad Henny is affecting your draft with the top picks of the draft, you should all they should be fired. And I don't think I don't think any of the I don't think David Caldwell is that dumb that Henny would possibly affect anything. That's the first time what? I've ever heard anyone use flotsam without Jetsam. Patra? <laughs> uh, <laughs> It does mean that Blaine Gabbert's gone. I would say yeah. all but certain. Not yes. that that didn't before. But a nice I run. would say on the, on the money thing, I mean, Matt Moore's getting $4 million in Miami. He's not going to touch the ball. So if, if Chad Henney's going to start, I mean, the money is what it is. That's what he got paid last year, and he was a backup going in, in, into the year. I think it just says they, exactly. they don't like Vic or McCown, and they didn't want to deal with well, all that. Oh, by the way, Vic may not want to go to Jacksonville. It's, it's like they can get Henney, and he wants to be there. So That's fair. All right, gentlemen. Hey, Kevin Patrick, before you go, you know, we, when you were in Honolulu for the Pro Bowl, your main task that we had discussed in the studio was, well, maybe not everyone's main task, but I, I felt like we kind of agreed in here that you making a friend b- before you left was something that would be a priority for you. And we never really heard anything, so I guess it kind of meant you didn't make a friend. But then I heard something from Greg Rosenthal that maybe actually a friend was made. Greg, what did you hear? Well, Alex Mack's uh, transition tag comes up the other day, and we're just talking about Alex Mack, me and Kevin Patra, back and forth, and he just casually (laughs) drops a story that not only was he having a conversation with Alex Mack at the Pro Bowl, but it involved drinking and a discussion a discussion of the future of book publishing. All right. You know what, Patrick? you got to answer this because <laughs> well, that sounds like a friend move to me, and yeah, you, you were supposed all, to report Dan, this back. Dan, if, if, if I considered every drunk conversation I had with a person a made friend, 
I'd be as famous as Jesus right now. <laughs> I mean, this, this is just, wow. I don't know about you, but this is an everyday com- uh, thing for me. I mean, you know, you like to go out, you just strike up a conversation. We were, it just happened to be at the uh, luau they had for the players. You're at the luau with, uh, with your buddy Alex. I've never discussed yeah, actually, publishing. I was hanging out with, uh, I was with NFL Media's Aditi King of Walla, and we were hanging out, and Name dropper. he came over, and I don't even know, I couldn't tell you how there was, there were beverages involved. I don't even know how we got on the subject, but actually, I mean, he's a really smart guy. We had a, I thought we had a very good back and forth. We have different ideas on the future of books in the world. But what is the fu- what will, is the future? Well, I mean, the discussion was whether it would be all digital, and I believe the paper. I mean, as much as it will get <laughs> transitioned, it still won't go away. I mean, you got to have books. So you, this sounds I like agree a with, I agree with that into more philosophical things about what books mean to. Mm. Poor and educated people. It, it went wow. out from there, but that sounds like a friend to me. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. He wouldn't know me. He wouldn't know me from Adam. Patrick, I just want. I mean, that tells you where <laughs> where I am on the football hierarchy of people who write about football. That the center for the Cleveland Browns wouldn't know my name if I stood right in front of him for an I hour. disagree. He would remember. You enlightened him. You changed his mind. Yeah, and Patrick, you should know this is a trust tree here in Studio 66. And even if you, maybe you're not sure that you're friends with Alex Mack. Bring it up to us, and we'll talk it out, and we'll figure it out. You know, I didn't even I, until he came up in the transition. It was it was just a fun conversation. I didn't even consider it. Or even better, slightly embellish the story for the podcast purposes, just yeah. for entertainment value. That's really the way. What's to go. the chance? What's the chances that tra- traces back to the guy? You could really take <laughs> it in a number of directions if you wanted it to. I, I'm glad that you're endorsing wine. <laughs> it's good to know. All right, uh, Kevin Patrick, great hearing your voice. Um, you know, very silky and smooth and salty and salt of the earth, as always. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Kevin Ken, Patrick. Support your local bookseller. I think that's really the, the takeaway. <laughs> that here. is the moral of that story. Um, all right, what do you guys want to do? You want to talk about Wes's free agent bargains, or do you want to play a game? Save the game for last? Let's do both. Let's play We're going to do them both. It's just a matter of, you know. Mark, what do you want? What do you Let's want? Let's do, do Wes's list. I'm, I've been looking at it. It's intriguing. I like that. Well, why don't you start it out? We're going to go through Wes posted ten best free agent bargains, and you know, Wes, you set it up with a great opener. Free agent bargain is an oxymoron. That's how First, I knew it was that. Wes's <laughs> copy. By the way, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, I was like, that's such a Wes sentence. It is, and I'm looking at Greg's face. I thought something's not right here. <laughs> Well, explain what that well, means. Well, maybe agent. as the person that's there monitoring the ship, you could have fixed it yourself. And well, no, 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 it was a mistake. The desk was putting it up, and I IM'd them right away and said, <laughs> I have a concern about <laughs> this piece of content. And they said, you're right. Okay, guys. We're getting this fixed. Let's move forward. Wes, free agent bargain is an oxymoron. Why? Well, free agents make it to the open market because they're flawed in one way or another. Injury risks, they don't fit a position, they've been inconsistent. They want too much money. Teams don't draft and develop players only to then usher them into the open market and say, you know what, we're washing our hands of you, unless there's some problem with them. So it's hard to find guys who are not overpaid in free agency. There right. are some. Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill. I mean, right. you, you can that get That was the purpose of this article. Yeah. I, I like it. that we're going positive, too, because we have, by the way, the 10 most <laughs> overpaid players, players likely to be overpaid. We all contributed to that. You guys should check that out on the website, too. We keep it positive. That's what we do. Sometimes. Not always. Not usually. All right, Mark, why don't you start us off and you know, pick a name out of here and you know, away we go. 
I think that the name that sticks out to me, and I think West number one, you got a lot of these dead on, but uh, Walter Thurman is a cornerback that I think is destined for a starting job. I think Jacksonville could jump on him. They know, you know, Gus Bradley knows exactly what kind of player he is. Number three on West. Number list. three on the list. A guy that's done an outstanding job in a nickel role for Seattle, but. I think you could take a ton of those guys in that defense and start them anywhere if they have a reserve role for the Seahawks. So I'm very interested to see what happens to him. I think that that is a bargain player. going to get more than you think. Just entering his prime, maybe is sized to play the nickelback. Uh, if he puts on 5 to 10 pounds, maybe somebody likes him better on the outside. But, yeah, he's plenty of talent. One thing, quick on that, I feel like San Francisco is going to do what it does, come mm. in, try for Thurmond, and Brandon Browner. Just out of spite. Just out of absolutely. <laughs> oh, you're also getting a great player in Thurman. Browner maybe not as much, but if, just to irritate their if rivals. If the 49ers are making moves like that out of spite, the Seahawks have them exactly where they want them. Well, that's how they these were do- things They go. were doing that, but with low-level players. Right. low-level. B.J. Daniels. And and- arguing over Ricardo Lockett. But Thurman, <laughs> Th- Thurman would be a champion. great signing for them, though. Thought it was Lockett. Well, I think if you are making moves just to irritate your opponent, then your opponent is already in your head. Well, yeah, I mean, Lockett was Kaepernick's roommate and his best friend, and the Seahawks took him away. He had a catch in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was the difference. Yeah, uh, Greg, what about you? I hate seeing uh, Maurice Jones-Drew on this list because— mm, Number six. Yeah, I think it's a great list, and uh, mm. for the most part, I think uh, a lot of smart— Names here: Randy Starks, Jeff Schwartz, Pat Sims. One of uh, one of Wes's favorites over the years. Jones Drew would have to go against all historical precedent. He is an aging running back with a lot of tread on his tire. Who, in the last two years, has done the following: missed ten games with a major injury, and then run for three point four yards per carry the following season after that. Terrible team. So I know Jones Drew has had a great career. But you can't find many running backs in NFL history that that's happened for a couple of years. I got your historical precedence right. right here. Corey Dillon, same <laughs> age, coming off a groin injury. Bengals didn't want him because he was averaging three and a half yards per carry. Patriots get him. He blows up. Steven Davis, Redskins. No, same age. Redskins didn't want him, comes in, and Carol, it becomes the workhorse in Carolina's offense. Both at the same stage in their careers, both coming off injuries, and then blow it up in their next What place. about what Willis McGahee did last year for Cleveland? Came in and set the town on fire. Corey oh, no, Dillon no, was he? never <laughs> coming off two bad years. I'm looking at it now. He, he, was missed, coming he off missed three games one of the years with 3.9. Then that's when the Patriots swooped in because the Bengals were tired of his groin injury. Bengals. There are exceptions, <laughs> and maybe for the right price, Jones Drew could be a rotation back. It wouldn't be the most well, shocking thing in the if world. If you're talking about exceptions, maybe one of your exceptions will be a guy who was, for the majority of his career, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Right. but A you unique could, talent. But there are so many other examples. Basically, every other free agent running back that's hit the market in this point of his career that haven't worked well, out. Well, what that I'm counting on is that everyone thinks like you do, so nobody pays him any money, then he becomes a bargain. Like Steven Jackson last year? Mark Sessler. All right. Touché. So I didn't want to step <laughs> I like that moment. There. No, it was good. I like yeah. to say the name. Just let it, <laughs> let it hang out there. there. <laughs> Sizzler, Mark Sessler. You wrote the uh, free agency primer for running backs, and you had Ben Tate number one. Hmm. I imagine you obviously then disagree that MJD. Where was he on your list? Well, I, I, think, the, I think the Tate, though, is a guy that 
could be overpaid. It was who's the most talented, no, potentially. It, I mean, I, I think that what Wes is doing here is saying that MJD, the market will be low. People will think the guy's done and someone's going to snatch him up and maybe he isn't finished. But I, I sort of agree with Greg on the sense that I have a tough thing making him a f- centerpiece, but if you add him to the right offense, very interesting. Wes, let me ask you a question. Your number one on this list is Golden Tate. Um, my question is, is he a bargain if – I mean, he has to go into the right situation, right? Because he's not a guy that can be signed to be a number one wide receiver. He's not going to tilt the field, do those those things. So isn't, it, isn't he kind of a case where he needs to be in the exact right spot to really translate here? Right, but I don't think anyone's going to pay him like a number one. That's why he's on this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's going to get paid like a borderline 2-3. If he gets paid less than Brian Hartline $6 million a year, <laughs> then he's a bargain because Hartline and Amendola are making $6 million and Golden Tate's a better player than both of them. Hartline is sort of the wide receiver version of the after Dalton. Yes, he line. is. Because yeah. <laughs> he always comes up with us when we're like, well, if it's less than Hartline as a receiver, $6 million. We could throw like, Riley hmm. Cooper in there too. Yeah, <laughs> totally valid. I love Starks and – Randy Starks would be a great pickup. I think he's been one of the Number more two un- underrated players of the last five years. I agree with that. He's been great the last five years. I think you nailed number 10 as well, mm. Toby Gearhart. That's, that's my favorite one on the list. I, I think that it's easy to look at him and say, look, at the guy came in occasionally. But, you know, when he played, he was a guy that produced, and his yards per carry was higher than I thought it was. How many guys have a second-round pedigree and can play all three downs have fresh legs because they were underutilized, and still hit the market and get no fanfare when they hit the market. I think he could hmm. go to a cold-weather type team and be the kind of running back that could be a bruiser. Like a, to me, it seems like the Giants would be a good fit. They really sure. need a running back. He's not going to cost a lot of money. David Wilson's future's up in the air, so you don't want to pay a ton of money with David Wilson there. He makes a lot of sense there. I'm torn on him. When you watch him, you're not overly impressed, he, but he might be that sort of guy that could just have 270 carries, get you 1,200 yards. Nothing great, but you need a guy like that. That's how I feel about it. And you know what? He was living in the shadow in Minnesota. I'm referring, obviously, to Matt Asiata. Um, (laughs) And, you know, for him to step out of there and, you know, make his own career and, you know, good luck to him. One interesting fit for him, how about the Titans? Because what they didn't want with Johnson in the sense he's a, he'll go one yard, one yard, one yard, then break a home run. They want a running offense if they keep the same thing. That could all change now at this point. That would go three, four yards per carry each time. He's more of that kind of a running they back. They need a sustaining element in their offense because Chris Johnson was boomer bust and Jake Locker is not an accurate quarterback who can keep the chains moving. So I agree with you. Gerhardt would be a good fit there. All right. Great job, Wes. Not Thank only you. was the content very strong, the arguments in the podcast setting also strong. Thanks, Dan. You guys agree? It was a good 10 days for us here on Around the League, the website. So if you missed any of the content, we got the 101 free agents. We got it by position. We've got about five or six big features. Mark looked at what teams will spend a lot. It's all out there. And... uh Go check it out. We have to be the only podcast that, at the conclusion of segments, sits around and decides <laughs> if we did a good job or not. Or <laughs> just pats ourselves on yeah. the back for being so Barry, awesome. Very yeah, rarely critical. <laughs> Horowitzing ourselves. Yeah, most, a lot of weeks, sometimes we're just trying to survive. We're, you know, 
mailing it in a little bit, but the last <laughs> 10 <laughs> days, we don't need to go public The last that. 10 days, we have been on fire. <laughs> Uh, very good. All right, moving on. There's a new game. Speaking of, you know, not just settling or resting on your laurels, I got a new game. All right, I love Dan's for games. the podcast. This game is a great one. And Greg, I'm gonna. You know what the name of this game is, Greg? This is called Let's Bet Lunch. What do you think? <laughs> no, that's a terrible name. Why? Because well, you can't use the word bet, right? Oh, you that's can't. That's not good. Plus, it just. Sounds cheesy. All right. Well, let how me, about the, how about go get my lunch? Ooh, <laughs> I like go that. get my lunch. I like that because it's really not about buy. It's really not we the all money. Have jobs we can afford lunch, right? It's really not the yeah. money so much as it's nice if someone brings you lunch. That is true. It's a and, service. You know, we get away from the NFL huddle for a day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the gold standard behind the glass standards and practice is go get my lunch. Is that are we allowed to use that? I'm going to err on the side of no, but... We'll, we'll leave it implied from now on and just call it Go Get My Lunch. How about okay. that? I like it. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. We'll put should we go Go I'll... Get My Lunch Female Dog? No, no, no. no, no. no, no. I'll just put parentheses. What about Go okay. Get My Lunch Bitty? No, Go Get <laughs> My Lunch is good, right? Huh. I like that. All right, it's good. All right, so anyway, this is these are the rules of Go Get My Lunch. That's it. That's all it is, you know, going forward. Um, each of us will take our turn... We will uh, make a prediction of sorts or kind of a bold statement. Mm. And then the rest of the room has a chance to jump in and say, that's not going to happen. You know, go get my lunch. You know, that type of situation. And you could take the person up <laughs> on that challenge. that was going to be implied from oh, now on. Yes. <laughs> from, from now on, implied. Um, for, so you could take them on that challenge, essentially. And then however it unfolds, you either owe the sandwich or you're going to, you know, get a sandwich. And that person, whoever throws it out there, can take on as many as mm. three. Uh, you know, we could bring Gold Standard in on this, too. Take on even four sandwich bets if you want, or just one. It's your choice. So it will make itself more clear as we Wait, begin Dan, the game. one thing. It's not just, like, go make uh, a piece of cheese in between two slabs of white bread. It's go get me a high-octane sandwich high somewhere, octane, right? High-octane, elaborate. elaborate sandwich. Yeah, yeah. An elaborate sandwich. It, okay. cannot, it cannot come... From you know Ralph's, like a su- one of those supermarket sure. wrap-up ones you just pick up. It has to be something that was purchased at a very nice, you know, a deli or something like that, a restaurant Good. Uh, that's respected in the region, something like that. <laughs> All right, Wes, why don't you get us started? Okay, Arthur Jones, Ravens defensive end, the older brother of Patriots sack masters Chandler Jones, and MMA fighter John Bones Jones. Mm. Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh said the other day, if you put the game tape on, you know teams are going to bid high on this guy. I'm taking the Colts. You guys get the rest of the field. He signs with the Indianapolis Colts. Hmm. Well, that's too easy. I mean, I gotta take that. I'll take the I'll field take that too. every time, unless you have some sort of inside information. I do have inside information. It's not inside. It's just it's commonly known. It's out there on Google. You know, Chuck Pagano used to be the defensive coordinator for the Ravens. Yes, he did. I've, did you I'm know aware. that when <laughs> Pagano had to shave his head because he had cancer, mm. Arthur Jones, still playing for the Ravens, shaved his own head. Really? In support of Chuck Pagano and said, it's to show that we care and love him. He's a great man and a great leader. He's going to get back to coaching and kicking butt. Arthur Jones, a huge Chuck Pagano fan. I'm taking my name out of this one. I I won't I won't take this one. What? Wes also you get thirty one teams. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm just 
a businessman. Anytime the odds are in my favor, if they were setting these odds in Vegas, my side would be the favorite. It would. No and matter what. No in, matter what you say with your with a sandwich on the line. This isn't inside yeah. information. Well, from a guy that shaved his own head this morning, I <laughs> I don't trust him. It's at a all. solidarity thing. All right, Cecily, yours. All right, uh, I'll, I'll mark that down. Yeah, we should keep track yeah, of we these. We gotta keep track of this. <laughs> that if, would be smart. If there are two people against one, do he they ha- have to both give him a sandwich? No, Weskin okay. has the option of picking up all the sandwich bets <laughs> or just one. Got it. All right, here we go. It is what is it? March seventh, right now? Yes. On March fourteenth. Mark Sanchez will be an Oakland Raider. I'll take that. You're betting that will not happen. No way. I'm taking all. I think I have a feeling I'm going to take every bet because <laughs> if they're bold by nature, it'd be an upset. So I'm taking that. I I kind of agree with. I I never go against the Sessler. <laughs> How'd that work out if you were picking games last year? Oh, <laughs> salty. Well, I did, so you're saying by next week, free agency Dan yeah begins on Tuesday. Correct. And that gives that Raiders plenty of time to swoop in. I believe they're the team that said, if this guy hits the open market, he'd be our starter <laughs> it'd be the today. It'd be the first time Reggie McKenzie ever swooped in so, for anything. <laughs> this, is well, a, this is misguided in so many ways. First of all, Mark Sanchez, not that great a quarterback. Still on the Jets at this point, too. The bigger thing is the March 14th. I don't feel like Mark Sanchez is that free agent that... Oh, that first night of free agency. Gotta get him. Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen are knocking on <laughs> his Wait, Manhattan not, Beach not, it's not the first apartment. Night. Hey, not we, we got to impress him. Let's get well, Sanchez what, now before the rest of the league swoops the in. The reason I feel so confident is he also is coming off a major shoulder operation. They're not. I don't imagine teams are going to race to sign him when they can probably just as easily uh, wait it out a few weeks and <laughs> you know track why? his So progress. the way I should play this game is to come up with stuff that's so milk toast and rock solid <laughs> Wait, that no, I'll no. win every you, bet. You're confident, yeah. right? I am very confident. So let's do it. Yeah. Have the Jets released him yet? Can I no. bet multiple sandwiches against you? Absolutely Go not. Will get you me take multiple, multiple sandwiches. sandwiches here? You take, since I got it in first, I have the bet, but you, yeah. it's up to Mark if he wants to take multiple sure. bets. Yeah, I'm, I'm going against you but on Greg's this Greg's sandwich too. will be more of a finger food sandwich because <laughs> I don't like the attitude right now. But I'm going to give Jets fan Dan Hansis, who will be losing... Uh, really, a guy that you love in Mark Sanchez. I'm going to buy you a Put big me I have a conflicted you can give relationship with him. Put me against Mark on this one, too. So, three sandwiches oh, on the fan. line here. I'm going to get taken to the house. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have until just you have until March 14. <laughs> the Jets still have to release him. That's why well, that, should, that should happen in the That meantime. could happen that right could now. That could happen by nightfall. Or <laughs> not happen until March 15th. That's fair. This That's is, how I would lose. This is a real Sessler right here. Um, all right, Greg, your turn. This one is more out of spite than uh, logic. All right. Julian Edelman will get more guaranteed money than your boy, Golden Tate. I'll take that, definitely. Proving, once again, Julian Edelman is an underrated star for the ages. (laughs) (laughs) I will take that that bet as well. All right, bring it. I like it. Do you remember last year about... November when I wrote an article calling him one of the most athletic players in the NFL and one of the reasons the Patriots are winning. You know who agrees with you? The greatest NFL AM host of all time, Pat McAfee, (laughs) who just re-signed a big contract with the Colts. One of the best punters in the league. Knows punt returners well. This week, he broke down his top five punt returners in the NFL. Had a lot of breakdowns of who keeps him up at night. The strategy to go away from. He knows a lot more 
than you or I, Chris Wesseling. Number three on the list, Percy Harvin. Number two, Jacoby Jones. But the number one punt Sorry. returner in the league, Julian Edelman. So, do you, do you know what happened when Pat McAfee broke down the Packers' offense? And that's he called John Kuhn the lifeblood of the Packers' offense. Not his field of expertise. <laughs> punt returners. That's Maybe football analysis that's is not fair. his field of expertise. He panicked and started three. dancing. Maybe dancing is his field of expertise, and football so, analysis is not. Greg, just so I have this right, you think Edelman will get more guaranteed money than Golden Tate? Yeah. Okay, I agree with you. I have him as an overpaid guy potentially. I think that's happening. So, yeah. will you take both sandwich yeah. points? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay so. I don't find it um, manly, really, if you would not take both the sandwiches, right? I mean, what kind of better you make I it? I would agree with I that. only have that's one. Fair. I yeah, feel no, like you've got to take them off. That would be strange. Listen to Incognito over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come up with the right word, and it didn't happen. He's, gonna, he's calling us Jonathan Martin. <laughs> you will go to Vegas with us. <laughs> All right, Greg, we're going. <laughs> Um, all right, my uh, my turn. I will say, uh, what the hell, Jairus Bird, Jairus Byer, Jairus Byer, will against all odds, shocking the world, resign with the Buffalo Bills. All right, right I'm taking that. that. I'm taking that. I'm that. Coming on back. You're just handing sandwiches yeah, away to people. That. I, this is the difference between Dan and the rest of us, and this is why I love him. He just brought this up so we could get that Jairus Bird drop back in for the good of the show, selflessly giving away sandwiches. Which I, I, no, I had That's absolutely. True. I had a good Chad, Chad Henny one lined up, but then it, you know the the coach comes out and says that he's going to be the starter week one. So these I are had like to go with something th- else. These are like thirteen dollar sandwiches we're talking about that you just lost three of. Yeah, but I've already won two in my mind, so <laughs> we're in good shape like, right now. I like this game. I have a couple more. Wait a second. Wait a second. Everyone, nobody thinks this could possibly it's happen. It's not happening. Not in this room, apparently. They just gave his money to Aaron Williams. So and Mario Williams too. A lot of Williamses. I'll tell you what. I'm only taking Greg's sandwich bet. What? That's unmanly. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what you Why guys do. Why is it Greg's? I was the first one to say it. I don't it. care what you do. We were, I think we were tied. You uh, can taunt me if you uh, want. That was strategic. Thank you. Oh, you got another one, Wes? Go ahead. I'm that a, is the ultimate lack of confidence <laughs> sign, though. I'm going to go fine. out on a flimsy limb here. Mm. The first free agent signed Ooh. will be Brandon Albert to the Cardinals. Ooh. That's a good one. Well, I agree with you, so I don't want to wager well, food. I'll bet items. you a sandwich. You have every other free agent nah, about. I'll you bet know, you no, a sandwich on this. That's extremely logical. So when the free agency window <laughs> right, opens, but the odds are astronomical. <laughs> there are hundreds of other free agents that all they have to do is beat them to the punch. I have a good feeling about this. Not getting involved. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Darnell Dockett. Taking both? I'm taking both sandwiches right. because I'm manly. Darnell Dockett <laughs> tweeted out on Friday. I like this culture, by the way. That Brandon Albert will be joining the Cardinals. Did I, he? We yes. don't know if he was joking or not, but he said, welcome to the Bird Gang, uh, Brandon. I Alex. didn't even know yep. about That's that. That's why wow, I'm not touching really? this thing. They're, they're training together. I think he was just either getting him in trouble or uh, releasing some tampering information. They're going to have a fax issue, which leads to the deal getting done 15 minutes later, <laughs> well, which is all it takes. It doesn't matter if he signs with them. He has to sign first. I love that in 2014, we're still faxing <laughs> deals. What if we uh, just tweaked go get my lunch just for some categories what if we all picked who's first to sign and if any of us are right that person gets four sandwiches i'm in on that 
I know that's a little crazy. Because mm. the odds on you being right is, is tough. I'm willing to but go what, out I, on a But I, like, I kind of like this. It gives some fun stakes to uh, next the Tuesday only, at 4. The only thing I don't like is some of the pressure about the number of sandwiches. Ted Wells is going to have to investigate the I, studio. It's getting, it's getting to that point, I think. Yeah. Well, they could even out, though. But you're right. Someone could be down seven or eight sandwiches. <laughs> I don't want an NFL cum shoe in my life. Um, all right. One more. Uh, wait, I thought we... Wait, I this was is going really, well. Let's have a few more. I was throwing that out. I thought we were going to each pick a player to first sign. What if we did that? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, we could do that. First player to sign. I will go with Baird. <laughs> you took mine. Jairus <laughs> Baird. Jairus Baird. All right, Mark takes Jairus Baird. I'm going Michael Johnson to the Vikings. How about that? Who is Bird going to, Mark? Oh, I have to provide well, that information. No, if you get the player, well, I right, mean, that's good enough. Cleveland you, Browns. Okay. I'll say Golden Tate is going to come off the market All immediately. Right. So they were making now side, Golden Tate side lunches. <laughs> that would be bizarre if Golden... Although you never know. The Jaguars. Lions. Wow. Uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows ultimately? Anybody else? All right. Some other bet? Some other Wait, lunches? did everyone pick yeah, one? That was well, it. he picked Albert. I picked Zach could Albert. get in on this one. Zach, get in. I was, I was going to go Tate. Mm, sorry, Can I go Tate to a different team? Sure. Sure. Ooh, um, tiebreaker. Man. This is huge because I have no idea what's going on. Right. Uh, just Tate, take, ready? Tate to uh, here it is. The Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> I was going to say Manchester United. You're stealing my thunder here. Manchester. Tate to the Titans. Does that work? Yeah, why not? Sure. Interesting. Let's go with that. that it's all right. I'm not writing any of this down. We all have to remember this. The number 34 player on our list being the first player signed is a long shot anyway, so <laughs> why not the Titans? If the gold standard gets this right, ooh, he's a master. We're yeah. talking like yeah. three that kinds of very Italian meats. <laughs> yeah. All right, one more, and then we got to go. I'm willing to put more sandwiches on the line here. All right, go. The Houston Texans pass up. Jadevian Clowney and draft a quarterback quarterback at number one overall. Mm. Texans with a QB at number one. Yeah. I agree with that. Oh, man, that's tough. Mark looks like he wants to do it. He's, I'll go sandwich with you on that. All right. Mm. I'll take a sandwich with you on that. All right. That's the first one where the favorite is what you said. Not well, by a ton, but I, it's the favorite. You have to surprise. make the game fun. I yeah, didn't no, want it to be like, uh, you have to put something out there. It's a good one. Two more sandwiches. All right, one more. Did you write that down? I stopped writing them down. <laughs> we'll have to, we're oh, going to have Lyle handle it. <laughs> Great. I'll be eating liver for lunch. How about the highest paid player in free agency would be a fun one? I don't know how you measure it. I guess guaranteed money. Yes. Oh, this is a good one. Highest paid. We each take someone. I think I'm going to go again. Mm, Mike, could Michael Johnson be? I'm going to go with Eugene Monroe is the highest paid player in free agency. That's who I was going to take. I actually think Michael Johnson will be the highest paid. All right. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Dan, you writing all this down over there? What's going on? <laughs> no. I, I already said I'm not writing it down. We're going to have Lyle handle it. I think, yeah, Monroe, yeah, he's going to get the left tackle money. I don't know if anybody's going to top that. That is unless Garrett Graham comes out of the ether <laughs> to snatch a contract that's And let's not us. sleep on what Cumbie gets. Ooh. 
Cumbie's going to be the centerpiece of a new dynasty in New York. So Couldn't fill a pillow. Don't want to sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, all right. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to have all this stuff uh, noted and the sandwiches will be changing hands. Um, we will be back on Monday. And this time I mean it. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport will be in studio and we'll, we'll talk free agency, which will be right around the corner at that point, less than 24 hours away. That's exciting. Uh, anything else you gentlemen want to share before we leave today? Oh, my map didn't arrive yet, but it should be there this afternoon. Oh, that's to, good. I was out of the house early this morning, so I don't know if it, it – it's probably there by now. But that's close. Yeah, I, I think Amazon Prime let me down on this one. Whoa. Yeah. And you have a very close relationship. I did, I, well, I, I'm the only one that has a You're relationship. You're a black card member. The, yeah, we, I've taken a blood oath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to not having to buy any sandwiches for the next month. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, we'll be back Monday. This is Dan Hansen signing off for the mailman, the sizzler, the boss, the gold standard behind the glass. Until then. Really, really good. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.